The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Oh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Friday edition of Fantasy Football Today. I'm very excited for today's show. I think we got a lot of really fun games to preview. I'm in a great mood. I am feeling good. I am looking good in my Derek Jeter shirt, the second best DJ in New York sports history. We'll talk about the best one in just a moment with Patriots Giants. Uh, what's going on, Dave and Jamie? How are we feeling this can, morning? Can you can you stand up like an old man again and show us your shirt? Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. There it is. There's the interlocking NY. Very excited. Big, big sports weekend. Jamie and I are going to be on the air. Uh, tomorrow night on CBS Sports Radio while the Yankees are playing the Astros and the Gators are playing LSU, and we're probably both going to be in a very, very bad mood <laughs> for the entire show. But Pay you know attention, what? FCC. You might hear some curse yeah. words. Um, if the Yankees win, you feel like they're going to win the series? Yes. Yes, I do think that if they win tomorrow. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, if Florida beats LSU, I think they're almost a lock for the— Football team, the playoffs. Assuming they win out. Because they're going to lose to Georgia, so it'll be one loss, but they'll have two two wins against two top ten teams. That would be interesting. Uh, yeah, Auburn now. All right, let's, get, let's talk fantasy football here. I was trying to find uh, MVP, MVP. I couldn't find them anywhere on YouTube, but you know who the MVP is of fantasy football, right? Yeah, the Patriots defense. The, the, the Patriots DSD. Although I was surprised to see that they do not have the biggest margin of fantasy points between number one and number two at a position. They have four point. It, it depends on scoring, obviously. But if you just go to like CBS Sports' fantasy stats page, number one is New England. They're 4.4 points per game better than the 49ers. Christian McCaffrey actually has a bigger gap between him and Dalvin Cook. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they, they had a huge game. What were your takeaways from yesterday's game? I actually wrote two scores in the notes. I knew this was going to be a slaughter, so I, I put a final score in before the game started. Patriots 30, Giants 13, and I wasn't that far off. 35-14, the final score. Uh, Dave, what were your takeaways from yesterday's game? It was pretty. It, the game went pretty much as we expected it to. The Patriots dominated on both sides of the ball. The defense was outstanding. The Giants made a couple of fortuitous plays that helped them out, and that's really about it. I think people are going to get impatient with Josh Gordon now because it, when he did play in the first half, he really wasn't that involved in the offense. He only had the one target, and then he got hurt in the second half, didn't play at all, and uh, people are ready to cut him. They want to spike cut him, just chop him off their roster right now, find somebody else to put on their on their bench at least to replace him. I still think that if I can find Josh Gordon on the waiver wire in my league, I'm going to stash him and see what happens. I don't know if I'm going to start him if I'm picking him up off the waiver wire, but I still see potential in him, assuming that he's healthy, assuming that the knee issue isn't something that's going to keep him sidelined for a long period of time. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's certainly frustrating. I, I 
I can't imagine most 12 team leagues are, are larger or cutting him. It's probably 10 team leagues and smaller just because you have. Don't options. be so sure, man. People are pissed. Um, but that would just be stupid. I mean, yeah, well. I, I think it's, you know, in, in a 10 team league, I could, I can understand it. Uh-huh. You know, if you have, uh, you know, Terry McLaurin was available in a couple of 10 team leagues that, that, that I've seen. Um, it, that's an easy thing that you can make a move on if you're so inclined, but look, this, this offense for new England doesn't look right. It, it just doesn't look like they're clicking on all cylinders. And, and, you know, you hear Tom Brady saying it after the game and, you know, you, you can't watch the game and look and come away thinking this, this is the, the typical Patriots offense that we've seen time and time again, you know, so Gordon getting hurt, not a good thing. He hasn't exactly been playing great. Uh, Philip Dorsett not being there, not a good sign either. You know, he had certainly made some good moments and positive plays for this offense. The offensive line just does not look good right now, you know, and it's, we keep waiting for this uh, Dante Scarnecchia magic to sort of kick, kick in and, and click for them. And maybe it does by the end of the season. But right now, you know, Tom Brady looks, you know, whenever Brady looks uncomfortable in the pocket, uh, Pete Prisco says it all the time. It's like he's seen ghosts. You know, it's like he feels pressure around him that's not there. Yep. And I saw that last night tremendously. Like, you know, he, he gets just a little bit of pressure around him and all of a sudden, like, he's getting happy feet. Um, you know, thankfully, he still got the two rushing touchdowns and gave you some good production. But it just does not look like the same Patriots offense right now. I'm a little surprised at that take. You know, it doesn't look great. And they have faced pretty easy teams for the most part. I'm willing to mostly throw out the Buffalo game, although I was surprised at just how bad they were. But look, but it's, Brady, it's the last two games. They, just, they just haven't looked good. Well, okay. I mean, that's fair. It, it, they, they haven't looked good in the first half. I think the wind, if you didn't watch the game last night, the wind was obviously having an effect. Brady's interception was weird. Uh, he just he missed Edelman so badly. He missed the throw on, mm-hmm. up the sideline so badly. So the wind appeared to have an effect on Tom Brady. The conditions weren't great. Uh, but well, the bottom line is, I mean, he's got 21 or more fantasy points in five of six games. He's got 28 or yeah, more but, in three of but, six. That that's where fantasy and reality don't mesh because you're not counting on Tom Brady to rush for two touchdowns to be a good quarterback. Three hundred thirty-four yards. I mean, he's still yes, but completed seventy-five percent of his passes. But but it it's just it doesn't look the same way that you're used to seeing him perform. And so I'm I'm look I'm thrilled that he got you the twenty plus fantasy points, and and that's the saving grace is that you know when you have good players or great players in his case that you have expectations for them. My expectations for him were higher. Well, so it sounds like I, I you think, want to sell. Uh, no, I don't think it's a sell situation because, again, th- this, I think, is the floor. So I still think there's a, a ceiling that's not there yet. Plus, you know, there's still going to be a team that's going to be aggressive in making a move. So if, if they can steal an O.J. Howard from the Bucks, if they can steal A.J. Green from the Bengals, that would not shock me at all that they go out and spend some draft capital to go get one of those players. Diggs. Uh, well, I just don't think the, the Vikings seem inclined to move. It, but it sure, really it's depends on, if, it's they, on the table. if they pony up for him. Yeah, but maybe they will. and again, I think when Dorsett is back and if Gordon's right, and I still do have faith that, you know, Skarnekia has turned offensive lines around before that haven't exactly looked good. So there's still, I, I think, a, a ceiling that Brady can get to. Plus, when they probably do play some tougher opponents, while it's not exactly a good thing, maybe the focus is different. Maybe the the the... the the performance is different just because he has to raise his game and he typically does in those situations. So uh, it's, it's not a, a abandoned Tom Brady conversation. It's just more like you watch them. You just can't come away saying that they look like the same Patriots. Right. They, he, he did look uncomfortable. He seemed out of sync early on. I think the offense really started to kick into a better gear toward the second half, maybe toward the fourth quarter more than anything else, but didn't, didn't look perfect in the game and it goes sure. kind of speaks to you know the personnel continuing to change from Gronk's retirement to all the receivers yeah. they brought into the Antonio Brown situation Dorsett being hurt 
Gordon, you know, leaving the game. It's 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 not all on Brady. I mean, by far, it's not on Brady. No, you know, no. so I I think there there's a ceiling that he can still get to. But at the same time, you know, this is usually the point where they start to peak, and that's the hope that you're you're getting at this point forward is that this is when the offense starts to click. You know, the defense has carried them. He said as much. Well, we got to talk about the Patriots running backs. I don't think we really have to talk about the Giants other than to say uh, Heath is going to look really good in the Gardner Minshew no, mustache. don't say it. Don't say <laughs> right, so, it. Nothing wait, is let's promised. Just, let's just lay it out. Uh, it was PPR Fantasy Points, John Hilleman for Heath versus Jordan Howard for Dave. And Hilleman, uh, he fumbled. So that he had three fantasy points in PPR, right? Or was yes. it decimal scoring? So he had like, like 3.8, 3.5. Uh, so Dave's in good oh, shape. Oh, God, please let it come down to a decimal point. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please, that you would know be how great. these bets go, Adam. We we don't do them very often, but when we do, they always end up being very, very close, way closer than people think that they are. Well, the Giants obviously were, you know, depleted, didn't, didn't have much of a chance. I, I do wonder if you think it's worth holding on to Daniel Jones with Arizona, with Patrick yes. Peterson. But Patrick Peterson's back... Arizona next week at home. And hopefully, if he has all of his weapons, he if he has all right, weapons, he's, but he, that's the if, right? We don't know what Evan Ingram's status is when you sure. sprained MCL. I don't think. But that the fact that he practiced on a limited injury. on limited basis is well. Then he didn't practice. Like he started to, and then he didn't. He oh, I, I, I thought he practiced on limited. No, no, no. He ended the week not practicing, and maybe that's just because they knew that they were going to shut him sure. down for the short week. You got to wait and see. But yeah, they they need him back. Sterling Shepard, we don't know when he's coming back because of the concussion, and and Saquon, we think he's coming back, but that just might mean that they run a lot more. So wrap it up by talking to me about Sony Michelle, who had twenty two carries for eighty six yards. He had. Uh, 28 rushing yards on the final drive. He now has five catches in his last two games, and they are making a concerted effort to get him the ball in the passing game. But Brandon Bolden got the goal line touchdown. Tom Brady had two quarterback sneaks mm-hmm. with Michelle in the game on both of them. Uh, and then, you know, James White just... James White has had 11 to 13 fantasy points in PPR in every game. So I think we basically know what to expect, although he did have a touchdown overturn. But specifically, Sony Michelle... Where are you on Michelle right now? And then we will start talking about the rest of the games. I think I think Sony Michelle is still an okay number two fantasy running back. I think I know what's going on with the goal line work. Is that on the first drive of the game, he had a third and one, didn't convert it. They gave him a fourth and one, didn't convert that either. And that's always been a problem with Sony Michelle. I talked about it during draft season. And it's one of the reasons why they got Damian Harris was because Harris can convert those short yardage plays. And so I went and looked this season. He's actually 9 of 16 on downs, 3 yards and closer. It's a pretty good average, I'd say. It's a little above 500. You'd like it to be a little higher. But for him, that's pretty good. He's 5 for 9 on 1 yard or closer. So, again... It's not ideal. They'd probably like him. They'd love him to be nine for nine. But I think the fact that he wasn't converting early in the game made them scared to use him at the goal line. That's why Bolden got he didn't even get a carry down there. Bolden got the opportunities. Brady got the opportunities. As long as he keeps getting catches and 20 plus carries a game, you can use him as a number. But that's the concern, though, is that the last two games with the five catches is no Rex Burkett. And so if Burkett is playing, what does that do for Michelle's overall outlook? Because. We know prior to Burkhead going down, it was, are they starting to make the switch to maybe using Rex Burkhead a little bit more? So I, I think that's a little bit of a concern for Michelle is, you know, what will happen when they're fully healthy. Um, most likely Bolden goes back to being just a special teamer and, and Burkhead takes on those snaps. But uh, as long as Rex Burkhead continues to be out, I think Michelle's fine. Uh, you know, you just have to keep an eye on that. I, I, I'd put him in the sell high category if you can trade him for something. I was about to say, he's got the Jets, then the Browns and the Ravens. 
it's as tough as the schedule is going to be for the Patriots through the first half of the season. This well, the Ravens, the Ravens, the Ravens game will be tough if Brandon Williams is there. Right. And yeah. uh, and the and the Jets could be tough if CJ Mosley's back. Potentially. And it's on the road. Yeah, Jets but they're going to hard time. Them. Well, then I'm, after after the Ravens game, it's I'm a gonna, buy. I'm going to withhold judgment on that. I want to see the Jets on Sunday. All right, after Damn. after the Ravens games, it's a bye, and then it's at Philadelphia. And you're right. Actually, Tom Brady doesn't have a great history at the Jets. That's coming up right. next week. The schedule does get a lot yeah. harder after the bye. Well, but let's and then it gets yes and no. It's a reason to sell high on the Patriots DST if you can. And you can. People yes. are looking for them. Now, I will say their fantasy playoffs, you got to get there first. But week 14, Kansas City at home. Week 15, Cincinnati on the road. Week 16, your championship. Buffalo at home, but still, weeks fourteen to fifteen could be huge. All right, guys. Yeah, that do- that home Dolphins game in week seventeen. Oh, it's a killer if you don't switch, play into week seventeen. Switch it with the Bills game. Put the Bills in week seventeen and the Dolphins in sixteen. Uh, go, all right, go, go, uh, call Roger Goodell. See if he'll I'll do see. That. Yeah, big game for Julian Edelman. Uh, he's been awesome whenever Antonio Brown hasn't been there, save for that Bills game. Uh, mailbag is Saturday. Uh, we're recording it today with Ben Gretsch, so make sure you tune into that. Got a lot of your questions at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Another way to get your questions uh, read and answered is on Twitter. We're doing hashtag AskFFT. Had a great time with it this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, just ask a question, hash, hashtag AskFFT. You can follow us on Twitter and see you know, when we're kind of answering questions, but this allows us to easily identify questions for you. AskFFT, hashtag AskFFT. And then if you want to win a million dollars on CBSSports.com, you can play Parlay Pick'em. Download the CBS Sports app or go to CBSSports.com slash Parlay and submit your Parlay card. And once you're done, you're immediately in contention for big-time cash prizes, including a chance at $1 million if you hit a perfect Parlay. So uh, there are other prizes as well. Uh, So uh, download the CBS Sports app or go to CBSSports.com slash Parlay and take your shot at a million bucks. Six games to preview today. Real quick overview of them, guys. I just want you to tell me one player that you think is set up for a big game in these six contests. Hopefully, we have one in each contest. And it could be obvious. That's fine. But tell me one player set up for a big game. Pittsburgh at the Chargers is the one AFC game we got today. Pittsburgh at the Chargers. James Conner. Austin Eckler. Very nervous about James Conner. Why do you think he's set up for a big game? Well, I mean, the run defense for the Chargers looked uh, awful last week. And, you know, without Samuels there, I don't think they'll go all of a sudden give Benny Snell all of this work. It's just lean on their ground game, dump off passes to him in the passing game. So I think this could be his best game today. Easy game plan for their third string quarterback too. lean on Connor. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't say I'm very nervous. I'm, ner- I'm nervous that they won't have the ball much uh, more on that in a little bit. Uh, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Tampa Bay. Who's who's set up for a big game? McCaffrey, comma, Christian. <laughs> well, sure. I, he's got the toughest matchup of anybody. He had a bad game against Tampa Bay, surprisingly. That's true. Tampa Bay's been tough against the run. Guess what? You're going to start him anyway. Okay, great. I'll, I'll, I'll go way less obvious. Godwin, comma, Chris. <laughs> Greg Olson set up for a big game? You, you think yes. it's going to yeah, happen? Yeah, that's, a, that's a good one. Okay. Sure. He's got a great matchup. Atlanta, Arizona. Matt Ryan. Yeah. It's, uh, Ky- it's Kyler time, Kyler. too, right? Kyler's our start of the week, yeah. Yeah, baby. Um, all right, San Francisco and the Rams. I think Robert Woods. Oh, all right. Um, I hope, you know, I don't know. I think I hope for selfish reasons because I have like three leagues with Malcolm Brown. Could could be good. It's a great run defense that they're facing, but um, 
We'll see. We'll talk about Brown and Edmonds in just a second. Uh, Detroit Green Bay. Carry uh, on Johnson. It's a good one. Um, you hate yeah, going obvious. What about Stafford? Yeah, Stafford's a good one. I think both Rodgers and Stafford have such a great history against each other mm-hmm. in terms of their fancy points. I'll big go, I'll go big primetime game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're both top twelve guys. Yeah, I, yeah. I was. I think I was a touch surprised that you guys had Rodgers in your top twelve with Adams almost certainly out. Um. So, but was it just like all the buys? Uh, part of that, you know, and just some, you know, like Wentz having a bad matchup. Right. Uh, I'd start Rodgers over him. Um. Baker obviously stinks. Sure. Okay. And then Philadelphia, Minnesota. Is there anyone that's set up for a big game? Jordan Howard. <laughs> Going to get you five, five points. PPR points. Yeah. That's all he needs. He can, he can outsettle for four. Who's set up for a big I, game? I, yeah. I think you're... Okay, like... Cook, I, I got, I got someone always have a big who's game. set up for a big game. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Two guys, if you don't mind me taking two. Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Now, it's up to you say. whether or not you've got the confidence to go with Diggs, but I think Minnesota will find the ground game tough to use with cook against this defense and the secondary is so beat up that uh that they take chances with Thielen and Diggs downfield really what they're doing is taking chances with cousins well i think you know we talked about this when the bears played the vikings a couple weeks ago these teams that have great run defenses actually tend to see a lot of pass attempts and the mm-hmm. eagles see the fourth most pass attempts in football and they've allowed 100 yards to a wide receiver in four or five games. Last week against the Jets was the only exception. So, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking as well. So, I mean, that could be very relevant for your FanDuel team, right? And listen, if you want to yes. join, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's in my FanDuel lineup. Which one? The one for FFT. Thielen. No, 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 with Thielen. Oh, or which player? Like Thielen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one no, for FFT. FFT league. Of course. Yeah. Well, I submitted my FanDuel lineup for our league. FanDuel.com slash league slash FFT. Please join. It's $5. That's it. FanDuel.com slash league slash FFT. But before you go to that URL, take out the word league and go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. And you can get basically five free dollars every week. You just make a $20 deposit and you get $20 in site credit, $5 per week for four weeks. And you can use that to join our contest. There are more ways to win than ever. I love Daily Fantasy. I love DFS because, look, you don't have to worry about injuries and busts ending your season. You got a chance to win millions of dollars. Uh, you pick a new team every week. You could pick 50 new teams every week, whatever you want. You can play for a buck. You can play for a lot more. There's a contest out there for everybody. So sign up right now. Get $20 in total bonus. Just make your first deposit of 20 to get started, and you'll get an extra $5 in site credit every week for four, re- four weeks. Go to FanDuel.com FFT. FanDuel.com slash FFT or download the FanDuel app. So Todd Gurley and David Johnson miss practice. Both Malcolm Brown and Chase Edmonds are available in about, I think, about 45% of leagues. So they're they're about 55% owned. Who do you like better, Malcolm Brown or Chase Edmonds? Brown against the Niners, Edmonds against the Falcons. Assuming both both start, it's Edmonds. And would you rank... Both, where would you rank both of them if they play? And we are previewing those two games today. But this is this is the big story right now. I think the possibility to have a waiver wire starter. Uh, where would you rank them? Edmonds would be top twelve, and Brown would be closer to fifteen. Uh, I'll go a little lower than that and say Edmonds is top fifteen, and Brown would be top twenty. Okay, but big opportunities here. 
Devontae yeah. Adams unlikely to play this week. Are you avoiding MVS and Allison? They really disappointed last week or more optimistic? They're number three receivers. Okay. Al, uh, MVS more so than Allison. Yeah. Just because of the big play upside that he has. Uh, I was just checking to see if Darius Slay practiced on Thursday. He did. It was on a limited basis, but he was limited the last time that they were practicing for a game and he didn't play. Uh, I think it would make the matchup better if he didn't play, although the Lions, their last game, their defense played well, kept Patrick Mahomes out of the end zone. Yeah, but he still had 300 yards. So. Still kept him out of the end zone. He didn't oh, no, they, 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 they played well. But, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you say a quarterback's were in that for 300, there's probably a good chance there's going to be touchdowns long. Julio Jones limited in practice. We're ranking him. We expect him to play. Uh, Chris Carson limited with a shoulder injury. We expect Chris Carson, right? Yes, as of now. And Alvin Kamara, yes. Uh, Mason Rudolph has a chance to play. Right now we're thinking no, but he has a chance. Still in the concussion protocol. Washington could feature Adrian Peterson this week, according to reports. Uh, at Miami. So, <laughs> interested in Peterson? Yeah, he's a yeah. decent starter. You know, um, probably more of a flex than a than a must-start guy, but, you know, certainly someone to consider. Okay, but certainly he'd be behind Edmonds and Brown if they got the chance. Oh, for sure. Would he be behind Daryl Henderson if Gurley were out? No. No. No, Henderson is more of a dart throw at this point. Better in PPR than non-PPR. Uh, let's see. We got Brandon... Although, uh, Will Brinson floated a theory to me yesterday, which I thought was interesting, that uh, this is the Alvin Kamara-David Johnson situation when they were rookies. Uh, yeah, I, I had that thought, too. I actually put in a bid for Henderson. But I don't know if I got him. I haven't checked yet in our podcast league. But, right, like, just you know, if big work comes available, those guys would get, would get it, basically. Is that what well, I mean, you know, Kamara was when they traded Peterson his rookie season, and then all of a sudden it was like, you know, he became a monster. And with David Johnson, it was sort of the same thing on a lesser scale just because it took a while for the Cardinals to realize how good he is and he deserved more work. Sure. He didn't have the b- blow-up rookie season like, like Kamara did. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Uh, Jamal Williams is going to play. Brandon Cook's expected to play. Cincinnati's not going to trade A.J. Green, according to the Bengals. Uh, Phil, Philip Dorsett could be back next week. Jalen Ramsey could play this week. If Ramsey plays, it doesn't really change much, right? Because you have Bridgewater around 20th right now, and we're still going to start Michael Thomas. But, yeah, it would just be a downgrade to Thomas. I'd probably avoid him in daily. Right. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Gardner Minshew has minor groin soreness. No big deal. Marquise Brown mispracticed. Do we think Marquise Brown is going to play against the Bengals? This has kind of been the norm. Right. He typically misses at least one day of practice each week. But he did have the ankle injury. Came back from it uh, in their last game. Let's see if he gets in a limited practice on Friday. If he doesn't practice on Friday, I would expect him to be no better than a game-time call. Tampa Bay offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich said O.J. Howard's time is coming. What did that mean to you? He's like 73% owned right now, O.J. Howard. They're trading him. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or he's going to play baseball. Oh, he caught a pet. Yeah, he caught a ball at uh, the right. Rays game. That was awesome. That yeah. was like yep. half barehanded. It was yeah. pretty awesome, yeah. and it was it was cool that they let Jameis hit the ball. <laughs> the only time those two have connected. Yeah, I guess so. Um, all right, so you're not really. I think it means I think it means if you have an open roster spot and you still have OJ Howard, keep him. Okay, fair enough. Or or add him maybe. They have a they have a buy after this week, right? Yeah, yep. right. Chris Herndon expected to miss the next two games. Hunter Henry was limited in practice. Do we think he plays? No, but it would no. be awesome if he did. TJ, He's on the way back. Same same question with TJ Hawkinson. 
he sounds like he's going to go. I mean, they, uh, the, the reports were yesterday full go in practice. So all he's got to do is get the clearance and then he'll be out there. Sammy Watkins, yes or no? Not at this point. No. And Robert Kraft wants Rob Gronkowski to return. And watching, watching him on Fox yesterday, like Tony Gonzalez looks like he is ready, more ready to come back than Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski looks, looks so thin, yeah, Very right? thin, yeah. yeah. Well, not very yeah. thin, but compared to Gronk, you know. All right, uh, we're just about ready to get into the games. Let's do some start, sit, or flex at best Mike Evans against Carolina in London. Uh, I'll say flex at best. I currently have him as a number two receiver, and I'm not very comfortable with it. I I agree. I think he's a flex at best. Tough track record against the Panthers, and Carolina has a good formula for kind of removing him away from Jameis Winston. It's more of a 10-team conversation because I I doubt many people have the scenarios in 12-team leagues that you can mention. There are situations, obviously, but for the most part, he'll be started in 12-team leagues. Would you start both Chargers running backs over Mike Evans? Yeah. Um, in PPR, I would not start Gordon over him. In non PPR, I would not start Eckler over him. Gotcha. Okay. His his PPR fantasy points in his last five meetings against the Panthers, uh, eleven, seventeen, two, eight, ten, and only one game with more than sixty-one yards. All right. Start, sit, or flex at best. Brandon Cooks against San Francisco. Start. Did he clear the concussion protocol? As, assuming yes. Yeah, you'll start him. Okay, 70 or more yards in eight of his last 10 regular season home games. Uh, Robert Woods was my next one. Start, sit, or flex the best. He's still a start. I pretty much covered everybody in this segment. (laughs) Green Bay wide receivers or flexes, right? Mm -hmm. Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen. Um, Thielen's a start, Diggs is a flex. Yep. Any eagle at Minnesota other than Zach Ertz, who I'm sure we're going to start. Not a bad matchup for him. Any other eagle? I think Alshon is a is closer to a sit than a flex. Yeah, I'd sit him. I'd sit Wentz. I'd sit Howard. Okay, that's all I got. Well, yeah. those are the later the games we're previewing later in the show. Let's beat the waiver wire. You're looking for a quarterback for next week. Jimmy Garoppolo's at Washington. He's 83% owned, but I thought I'd put it in there. Gardner Minshew at Cincinnati. Um, I don't know how much we like Andy Dalton against the Jaguars, but AJ Green's making some progress here, so. Like, do you think Andy Dalton is just, in general, a, a guy to stash? If you can, the hope would be is that no Ramsey. Because if Ramsey's out and A.J. Green's back, then Andy Dalton's a great start. I, I guess I meant more from, like, a rest-of-season perspective. Well, I mean, there was somebody that said a few weeks ago, Andy Dalton's going to win your fantasy league. Yes, so I did. I, you know. <laughs> that might, so the, the premise of that was he was playing pretty well. Like I said yesterday on the show, his first three His fantasy weeks, production is good. His first three weeks he faced, I forget, Seattle, uh, Seattle, Buffalo, and uh, San, Francisco. San Francisco. Seattle, San Francisco, Buffalo. He scored more fantasy points against those teams than any other quarterback that's faced them so so far. So in the last two weeks. Without so A.J. He, Green. He, without A.J. Green. It was because of John Ross. So my thought was he's got John Ross who looks like a thing, and he's going to get A.J. Green back, and he's got Tyler Boyd. Like He's got the best weapons he's ever had. And I thought the schedule wasn't bad. So, yeah, I did think that Andy Dalton was going to be kind of a league winner for people. I don't feel that way anymore mm-hmm. because I don't know about A.J. Green's health, and, I, and they don't have John Ross. So No, but he can still be a streamer. Yeah, right. He could be The, the Jaguar game is not exactly – the Jaguars game is not ideal. But, you know, again, there's, there are circumstances that could happen. If, if there's no Jalen Ramsey and he does get A.J. Green back, then, then I would say he is. All right, running backs to stash. I got Ito Smith and Jamal Williams. We've been talking about them. They could get bigger roles, particularly Ito Smith. Uh, Isn't it funny that there just hasn't been – 
like this mad rush of injuries, thankfully, at that position. Like Wayne, Wayne Gallman so far has been the best free agent ad, and it was a one-week situation. Well, Todd Gurley and David Johnson might not play this week. Um, yeah, so that certainly would change things. But, I mean, just in terms of the first five weeks of the season, we haven't had sure. that, Jamie, oh, this guy's going to fill in for that guy. What are you well, doing? It's just, it's yeah. facts. <laughs> He's just putting a kibosh out there. No I big know, deal. Right? I mean, you know what Heath would say right now? We got two new ones from yesterday. He would say either, uh, <laughs> or, uh, that one is very uh, breathy. But those were, those were some good ones. Uh, wide receivers, D.D. Westbrook at Cincinnati. The Jets guys, I don't know, not next week against New England, but just in general. Cole Beasley against Miami. San Francisco guys at Washington. I'm kind of thinking more long-term here with the Jets and the Niners. But Didi at Cincinnati could be good. And Gerald I mean, Everett, quarterbacks, and, and, uh, what's, what's Josh Allen's ownership at now? Because people probably oh, dropped him. I didn't think about him. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's, he's Miami available. at home, Philly at home. I'll get you Josh Allen's. But he's definitely going to be available. That's a good one. Josh Allen against Miami, yeah. Uh, Green Bay uh, against Oakland. Well, it's only at 67. Okay. People are hanging on to Josh Allen? Wow. Green Bay against Oakland. San, San Francisco's DST at Washington. That's the one. If they're available, get them. They're one of the best yeah, defenses had, in football so far. I had one league where I had a roster spot to play with, and I figured, you know, let me just carry two DSTs. I picked them up. I, I, to be honest with you, I've actually used this segment. It's helped me with quarterbacks and DSTs. Not as much with running backs and receivers. That's harder. But quarterbacks and DSTs, they're the most Absolutely. streamable. You know, take advantage of, of the guys that are available right now. So Minshew against the Bengals. 49ers against the Redskins, definitely two to target. All right, what do we got? I can't use the following teams. Giants, Bucks, Seahawks, Cardinals. That sucks. Uh, Atlanta, Houston. <laughs> so. Do it. I don't. What do I have? I don't even know do what's it. available. Do I, the tank bowl. <laughs> I'm really I'm honestly not ready for this segment. All right, you know what? Like if you I'll tell you what, if I'm you, not doing if it you right do now. do 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 Miami and Washington. No. And all you gotta do is get five guys to be good. Five guys? McLaurin. Well, I mean if, if no, the, not if the two quarterbacks and I'll tell you what, if you're bold enough to take that game, I say that we can reset all the teams you can. No, 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 no. Yeah, come no, on. That's no, gutsy no. if he's going to put the bananas no. on that game. No, he doesn't no. get out of his self-imposed rule. No, it's only it's only for right now. Like, he can't use Washington and Miami next week. No. But then he also, no. whoever uses the week after that, he no. can't use for three weeks. No. I'm I don't have good options here. Like, I really don't. The best I think I could do would be, like, San Francisco and the Rams, Baltimore, Cincinnati. A lot of these games are off the board. I could do Pittsburgh and the Chargers, but no, I could do Green you could do Bay Lions Detroit. Packers. All right, here we go. I'm gonna let's start it over. <laughs> uh, let's go with this week. This week's bonanza. It was. It should be Arizona Atlanta, but that game's off the board. Let's go with San Francisco Rams. Yeah, dum dum da dum bum. Okay. Which 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 is the Assuming Todd Gurley's out, who's the best running back in this game? Malcolm Brown. Yeah. Malcolm oh, Brown. I agree with you. I just would be interested to see if, if if people start it that way. Yeah, I, I think this game. I think this game's going to be all right. I think uh, you're I think you're the, in trouble though with the 49ers side of things because you 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 don't have any guaranteed guys outside of really Kittle. Yeah, he needs to be good. Garoppolo, I think, is going to end up with a uh, 22-ish fantasy points. I'll put him in the top 10. And uh, yeah. And then it comes down to the running backs. Coleman, come on, Coleman. Come through for us. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about SeatGeek real quick. You know, ticketing websites, sometimes they make it so difficult for the customers, but not SeatGeek. They really care about the customers. Customer satisfaction is so high on SeatGeek. The reviews are amazing. And I could tell you personally, it really is the best app. We've been sponsored by SeatGeek for a few years now. And I just started using it when they started sponsoring us, and I haven't stopped. And I tell people about it off the air, and I tell people about it on the air. I recommend it to everybody. And all my friends now and my family members, they already have the SeatGeek app. I say, oh, you SeatGeek? Adam, shut up. I already have SeatGeek. So listen, you need to do it too. You can save 10 bucks on your first purchase. Promo code is FFT for 10 bucks off your first purchase on SeatGeek. They bring in millions of tickets from all over the place. When you look at an event... You're not just getting it from one place. You're getting SeatGeek brings them in from other sources. So you're going to get great prices and they're going to show you where the great values are. And every purchase is fully guaranteed. So again, download the SeatGeek app, use the promo code FFT, get 10 bucks off your first purchase. That is promo code FFT for 10 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Pittsburgh at the Chargers. Stat of the game Chargers are third in the NFL in time of possession, Pittsburgh is 31st. And I think I mentioned this yesterday, but they have faced teams that rank. Mm-hmm. Steelers have faced one, two, four, and seven in time of possession so far. And they have uh, been pretty bad in terms of total yardage in all four of those games. Now they're facing the team that's third in time of possession. Who so, Do you have a breakdown of the Chargers' time of possession by game? I was just thinking that because I'm wondering if it was completely inflated by the Dolphins game. Right. Uh, I will get you know what because I, will I can't imagine that. that they had the because, ball very much last week. Right. Baltimore and New England also played the Dolphins this year. And San Francisco played Cleveland. But they dominated I think, the, I, I think Pittsburgh, the there. legitimately, you look at them right now, if if they have their third-string quarterback going, they have one of the worst offenses in football, right? In, in theory, yes. I mean, you know, it, it's mm. a situation of, um, you know, the offensive line has not played well. And there's still I, – I, I like Deontay Johnson, but, you know, I, I think you're talking about him as – not exactly the most ideal second receiver. You know, Vance McDonald has been in and out of the lineup because of the shoulder injury. So it's like a lack of weapons and a lack of, you know, strong quarterback play is going to lend itself to this team not playing at the level that anybody expected, but even, you know, from a respectable standpoint, given what the uh, the majority of the league is. All right, so I think we'll start with the Steelers then. And as I look at the time of possession, yeah, I think it was mostly that Dolphins game, which is really crazy that one game... What, 37 minutes and last week against the Broncos. Yeah, no, it was the Dolphins game. So, you know what? Thank you for bringing that up. New stat of the game. Time of possession is deceiving. Uh, (laughs) Okay, let's talk about the Steelers, right? James Conner or Melvin Gore. Who's the best running back in this game? That's a good place to start. Eckler and PPR. Conner and not. Conner and everything else. Eckler and PPR, Conner. You like Conner better than Gordon. Yes. Yep. This is a guy who has not had more than 65 rushing yards in 10 straight games. It's coming because he's going to get a lot of work. We know that Jalen Samuels isn't going to play. And like we talked about earlier, Benny Snell probably not going to get a ton of touches. Might get, you know, six or seven. And the rest can go to Connor, and Connor can make plays in the passing game as well. So I I think that he's got a good shot at getting good yardage and finding the end zone. And you I mean, think if you're probably... the Steelers, you just have to say, like, let's ride James Conner right. as much as we can. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I think their offensive line is fine. It's I, played I, better, but the beginning of the season was atrocious. They just did not play. Villanueva was not having a good start to the yeah. season, you know, so 
they're 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 playing better, but it also goes hand in hand with the quarterback. You know, I mean, you change quarterbacks as much as they've had because of the injuries, and it's like, okay, where's the guy sliding to? Where's the you know protection going to go? You know, the 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 calls are different, so it all sort of works hand in hand. It's true. It looks like a pretty good matchup. Chargers are allowing 4.9 yards per carry to running backs, and I think what gives me more faith, I'm sure you as well, and James Conner, is that he should be more involved in the passing game. Last week he didn't have a catch, but Samuels is out, so I mean, you got to figure he's going to get some catches too, right? Yes, that'd be the hope. Okay. Uh, how and if do you... they get get creative with the Wildcat, is it going to be him as the trigger guy? I, I think the not. Wildcats. I agree totally. Time. But if they, you know, figure we got to get uh, Hodges off the field in any extent, you know, to do some weird things. And the one game that they won, it was because the Wildcat was working. Who knows? Just, so just thought. how do you feel about Juju? I think he is a number two receiver that similar to Mike Evans that most likely you start by default. Yeah. Well, who do you like better, Evans or Juju? I like Juju better. I think I have Evans ranked higher, and I don't think I feel that way genuinely in my heart, Adam. I think Juju has the chance at a better game, particularly in PPR. Would you start Stefan Diggs or Juju Smith-Schuster? Smith-Schuster. Okay. I mean, like, but but what if it, what if Hodges is at quarterback? Like, that's. Uh, I'm counting on Hodges at quarterback. Yeah, I, and. You still think he'll be all right? I know that Juju Smith-Schuster is not... I thought a, he was okay a, coming in last week. I don't think they're going to ask him to make a bunch of, you know, 15-plus yard in the bucket throws uh, down the sideline. I think that they can get guys open inside of 15 yards and have Hodges hit him there. I think he can do that. Okay. I don't think he's going to... And, the, the, you know, it's almost like they're going to go back to what they had with Mason Rudolph when Rudolph first came in. A lot of dinking, a lot of dunking, the occasional deep play. I think that's what you're going to see. Yeah, it's, I mean, just a matter of what they, what, what, how much they trust Hodges. You know, it could be a situation where we had Evan Washburn on, um, on the show with us, the NFL sideline reporter for CBS, and he spent some time with Pittsburgh in, in training camp, and you know, he he said the people that that he spoke to there was that Hodges may have a, not a better arm than Rudolph, but may have the ability to go downfield a little bit more than Rudolph, and. I would hope they so. just didn't trust him. <laughs> they just didn't trust him to the same level to manage the game as they did with Rudolph. So yeah. it could be a situation where he's a little bit more of a wild card and that could help. You know, the one concern with uh, with Juju is, you know, will Casey Hayward travel with him? And so if that's the case, then it could be a little bit of a tougher matchup. Okay. That's worth looking into to seeing if Hayward will go into the slot. It's also worth noting that Hodges ran a little bit at Samford. I'm looking at his college numbers right now. He ran last week a little bit. Too. Yeah, yeah. He he will take off and run. He had 17 touchdowns in 45 games on the ground. There's going to be some interesting DFS quarterback plays this week from Hodges to Keenum to Rosen, you know, guys that you would never expect that if they give you just respectable numbers and you have a great team around them, you're going to have a lot of chances to win in whatever tournaments you play in. But, you know, Hodges is going to make some plays here. I don't, I don't think this Chargers defense, you know, without Ingram – and we'll find out. Is Perryman playing? I haven't seen anything in terms of his health, but he limped off the field last week, and we know he's been sort of banged up all season long. I think he's playing. You know, this, I, I looked for an update today on Denzel Perryman, but he just hasn't had that much of an impact. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, the, the the guys that, you know, don't know Derwin James, you know, so the, the yeah. Chargers are just so beat up that this is a chance for, I think, the Steelers' offense, surprisingly, yeah. to potentially get right. Perryman's okay, playing. He had, he had full practice both days this week. So Vance McDonald, Heath has Vance McDonald 18th. And you guys have him 10th, and Heath would be like, oh, I muted it, sorry. I muted the Heath side. <laughs> but he would have been like, ah. Um, uh, yeah, so you still have... You, <laughs> I, yeah, you have no, McDonald 10th. It's, 
hopefully he catches four passes and one of them is a touchdown. I like McDonald, but my projections have him <laughs> point four points behind the next guy. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> Philip Rivers, we talked about him yesterday. Jamie's got him 14th, Dave 18th, and uh, Heath 12th. So he's not a great start, Philip Rivers. Um, and no. his offensive line's beat up. Pittsburgh. That's a huge problem. It's a huge problem all the way around for the Chargers. It's going to hurt them when they try and run the ball. And I think the Steelers' defense has played a lot better since they got Minka Fitzpatrick. It's what I thought would happen, and it has happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think the best way for Phillip Rivers to really make plays is going to be to lean on Austin Eckler like he did last week. I could see Eckler having another 10-catch I think both back. I mean, you know, like, you know Gordon had Look, four catches. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, the Steelers have been kind of up and down against the run. They're currently allowing just 3.95 yards per carry to running back. So last week, Gordon had 12 carries. Eckler had three. Gordon actually had four catches. They only went for seven yards. And Eckler had 15. And when I look at Melvin Gordon's numbers, 12 for 31 and four for seven, like the Todd Gurley play uh, against Denver. But uh, hopefully he's better, shook off some rust here. So you said you guys like Connor better than, than Gordon and Eckler, right? But Eckler and PPR? Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll compare these guys to some others. How about Adam Thielen or Melvin Gordon? Thielen, Thielen and PPR, PPR for PPR. sure. And I think I'll take Thielen and non-PPR as well. The thing yeah. about Thielen and PPR is that like Thielen doesn't really catch that many passes, and Gordon did have four catches last week. You know. But it's also the matchup, and you know, hoping that the 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 game that we saw last week, you know, where they clicked a little bit. In terms of Cousins and Thielen carries over to right. the they were they, they were close up. two weeks ago. They clicked last week. They're going to need to click this week. Uh, how about Juju versus the Chargers running backs? I'll take the Chargers running back. I will too. Do we like or love Keenan Allen this week? Love. It's love by default. Like he's still a top 12 receiver, but um, I, I don't think he's a top five guy and I don't think he's a good daily play. I, you're not going to put him in your captain spot. You shouldn't even have him in your showdown lineup. I okay. think the thing about him is that you're going to get Rivers going back to being Rivers again. Last week was so weird that he typically does not shy away from challenging matchups, and he went away from Chris Harris and that secondary. Did he have time? But Keenan Allen doesn't run those type of routes that you have to worry about timing. Mean, you know, he he's all over the field. You know, so it. Typically, they they don't necessarily worry about that. It's, it was a very anti-Rivers to Keenan Allen game. Like he's not the type of quarterback that shies away from challenging corners. It's been a couple of weeks for Keenan, right? Yeah, yeah, he's had two bad games in a row. All right, moving mm-hmm. on to Mike Williams, eighty-two percent owned starter. Sit Mike Williams. He's had four bad games in a row. Sit. Well, he had seventy-four yards. He had six for seventy-four last week, but I think we it still just, need it, to okay. see more. All right, we I made this. More. I made this comment yesterday on on the video show that uh we were hopeful that Williams would get more catches and more yards to sort of support the touchdowns and he hasn't scored yet this season but he's coming off a game where he's got a career high in targets and catches right. you know so it's like and we're downgrading him yeah, he's only had two games with double digit PPR points where are you going to rank Hunter Henry if he plays 55% owned top 12 yeah by default guarantee would you rank him ahead of Vance McDonald yes Okay. Headed Laney Walker. He'd be uh he'd be right behind the Disley Mark Andrews, you know, cutoff of the seven eight guy, depending on what format you're looking at. Cool. 
All right, so uh, our next game is Carolina at Tampa Bay. What we're going to do now is we're going to move over to our audio room from the video studio. All of you watching at youtube.com slash today, you know what you'll see. You won't see our pretty faces anymore, but you will get the rest of the show. We'll be right back to uh, get to the next five games. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Going over to London for Carolina at Tampa Bay. The Bucks have allowed multiple wide receivers to score eight or more fantasy points in non-PPR. That's a pretty good game. In the same game, four straight weeks, including Samuel and Moore, when Cam Newton threw, I think, 53 passes back in week two. This is the first rematch of the season, by the way. Um, so are both Carolina wide receivers in play this week? I like more better than Samuel. He's been more efficient over the last three weeks. And it's not necessarily a matchup type thing. I think it's more like Kyle Allen could be tired of missing on the deep throws with Samuel and will try to just lean more on the easier targets with DJ Moore. Okay. And are, how would you compare them to Juju? More over Juju. I believe I have more over Juju, both ahead of Samuel. Gotcha. Which quarterback do you like better in this game, Kyle Allen or Jameis Winston? Jameis. Kyle. Yeah, I could see a case for both. Go ahead, make your case. I think Jameis is going to give you a similar game to what you got last week, um, You know, where he sort of cobbles together around 20 to 22 fantasy points. So not a great start, but still a... I think volume will certainly be in his favor. I think... Um, you know, we, we've seen some flaws in this Carolina defense because of the injuries the last couple of games. So uh, I like to set up for Jameis a little bit better. I, I'm just concerned about Kyle Allen and what the game plan will be. Will they allow him to actually throw the ball and be not as conservative as we've seen well, since the Arizona game? That's going to totally come down to game flow and just how many, how often they need him to throw the football. You know how I feel about Andy Dalton, right? I've made that pretty clear this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll start Dalton over both these guys easy. Both of because them? Because I just, I think that they both have Kind of low upside. Jameis's track record against Carolina isn't good. His offensive line is beat up bad. The whole right side of that line will have backups playing. And I think Carolina's defense is actually pretty good. I'm expecting Jameis to have a, a rough game. I think it I think it'll be okay for Godwin. I don't think it'll be great for anybody else. I just in my mind I've got to start sinking Mike Evans even more. This is, uh, this is, and I think he's going to get there. This will be the, the chance for Jameis to get to, uh, it's only happened once in his career, um, four times with at least 20 or more fantasy points. So I think he gets there. Okay. Well, yeah, Jamie's got him ninth and Dave has him 19th. And of course, Heath is exactly in the middle at 14th on Jameis Winston. Carolina, look, going. we didn't think Minshew was going to do anything. He threw for 374 yards. The first quarterback to throw for more than 208 yards against the Panthers. They really have shown some vulnerabilities, though, against the run. With Kawan short out, they've been pretty 
they have been, I don't know about bad, but they haven't been good against the run two straight weeks. So if we look at the running backs in this game, we're obviously going to start McCaffrey. But what about Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber? No, I prefer not to. I don't feel really good about either of their chances to be reliable. They're bi-week replacement running backs. I think that's about the nicest thing that I can say about them. Okay, so obviously if Edmonds or Brown is in, well, if Gurley and Johnson are out, you're going to start their replacements over Ronald Jones and Barber. What about uh, Carlos Hyde or Ronald Jones? I'll take Hyde. Oh, yeah, Hyde. Okay. I think the Texans are going to try and get him. I think they're going to try and get their run game going. I don't know if it's going to be all Hyde and no Duke. But I think Hyde's got it. I think he's got just as good of a chance to score as those guys do. How about uh, Ronald Jones or Mike Evans? Evans. I'll go Evans. Okay. Evans or DJ Moore? Oh, I'm sorry. Evans or Curtis Samuel? Evans. I'll take. Oh, yeah. I think I'll take Evans. Okay. Before, now I'm, I'm reevaluating it on the fly. Here. Well, now I'll ask DJ Moore or Mike Evans. More. More. Okay. Godwin, McCaffrey, or must starts. Uh, Greg Olson and OJ Howard. Start Olsen, Sid Howard? That'll work. Yep. Okay. Is that it for this game? I think it is, right? We're good. I mean, you could make a case for the Panthers' defense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Olsen facing the team that gives up the second most fantasy points to tight ends. That's why we're hopeful and he had a huge game against them last time. Atlanta is at Arizona. We'll talk about that game after I tell you about Lightstream because most people carry a balance on their credit cards. Lightstream is going to help because the APR on those balances, it could be over 20% on average. Go to lightstream.com slash FFT, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com slash FFT. Now you can take control of your bills with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. Get peace of mind knowing that you're saving money with an interest rate as low as 5.95% APR with auto pay. So Lightstream believes that you deserve a fair, fast, and easy way to pay off your credit card balances. It can be really tough if you've got credit card debt. Get a fixed rate loan from $5,000 to $100,000. You're going to pay far less in interest and nothing in fees. It's never been easier to apply online. You can even do it from your phone. And you can get the money in your account as soon as the same day you apply. You know, Lightstream cares. You deserve a lender that cares. They have a track record of customer service that you can trust, and their credit card consolidation loan can help you pay off your credit cards, save money, and achieve your financial goals. So in addition to their great rate, you can get a special interest rate discount when you apply now at lightstream.com slash FFT, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash FFT. Subject to credit approval, rate includes a 0.5% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply, and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash FFT for more information. Excited for some points in this game. Uh, we lo- Matt Ryan and Kyler Murray are both going to be awesome, right? Yes, they should be. Okay, Kyler, who would you start him over? I would start him over Tom Brady. I would start him over the, uh, the, the quarterbacks in the Packers and Lions game, the quarterbacks in the 49ers-Rams game. I, I would start him over Russell Wentz. Uh, I'm going to start Russ over Kyler Murray. The one I'm I'm actually debating is Kyler Murray versus Dak. Oh, Murray's a top four quarterback for me this week. I think it's very aggressive. And Ryan yeah. is number five. It makes sense. I mean, he's he's running more. He was QB seven last week uh, with 25 fantasy points and six point per passing touchdown leagues. And well, he would Atlanta, have to throw a touchdown then. What's that? He didn't throw one last week. 
and he still was QB seven. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He's had three straight games with Hashtag. at least six fantasy points with just his rushing totals. Yeah. I mean, but think about this. In their last three games, Atlanta has allowed passer ratings of 118.1 or better to Jacoby Brissett, Marcus Mariota, and Deshaun Watson. So it's it's set what up What they've really done is not covered receivers. <laughs> yes, they've done they, great at that. That's really the problem. And so... Well, if, you know what, if, Dave? The receivers are the tricky part. I'm sorry to interrupt, but let's get into that. Because all of the it. receivers in this game, except for Julio are, you know, going to be kind of head-scratchers for fantasy owners. What do you think? Right, but they're all going to carry plenty of upside. But are they really head I mean, you, you, look, yeah, Fitzgerald's a must-start so. guy. Well, yeah. Fitzgerald's had three I, bad I, games in a row. I think he scored in yes, one of them. Yes, and now but, he's playing this defense, so he's a must-start guy. But he's he doesn't have the breakaway speed. He's going to need volume. I, I, I agree. I think he's a good number two receiver. Sportsline has Fitzgerald as their third-ranked receiver this week. All right, okay, I, like, he wasn't good last week against Cincinnati. So, I, I, you know, it's Correct. just... Right. Is I, Christian I Kirk going to play? Just, just, just keep in mind, this is the same defense that gave up three combined touchdowns to Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. I know. Right. I know, I know. Well, right, but at least those right. guys have some speed to them. I, look, I'm not going to sit here and say that Larry Fitzgerald's going to have a bad game. Oh, two days in a row, you're knocking the Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, what can I say? <laughs> yesterday, uh, yesterday on the show, Dave said, <laughs> and I know the point he was making, but I, I, I made fun of him a little bit. He said... Uh, the key for Larry Fitzgerald could be if Demir Bird and Christian Kirk it's play. It's true. I've been waiting <laughs> so to I talk said, about them for the last 30 seconds. I, and I, I think said, they're the key. Those are the key to Kyler Murray as I well. Said, uh, I said when Larry Fitzgerald goes in the Hall of Fame, he's going to remember week six of the 2019 season when Demir Bird and Christian Kirk played and made his career. Well, the, he he needs them to be good or, or what? I think if they're on the field, it makes it harder for the Falcons to key in on him. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, they, they're going to have to play a different type of defense. It's a lot different when it's Trent Shurfield and Keyshawn Johnson. So rank the wide receivers in this game. Julio. Mm-hmm. Larry. Ridley. No, everybody first name basis. Calvin. Okay. And then if Christian plays, Christian would be next. If Demir plays. Oh, no. So Muhammad. S- Muhammad. Be, yeah. Muhammad would be up there especially in PPR. Uh, Muhammad might go ahead of Christian and Demir would bring up the rear. <laughs> that kind of rhymed. All right. So again, that was Julio Fitzgerald, Ridley, uh, Sanu, Kirk, Bird. It, I, I mean, I guess Keyshawn Johnson is a sleeper if Kirk and Bird don't play, but he had Absolutely. 10 targets against Denver and he had 46 yards. He had seven targets against the Bengals and he had 22 yards. But he's only four percent owned. You know what we're talking about here, deep leagues. Uh, I, how much faith do you have in Calvin Ridley this week? Uh, it's another favorable layout for him. Yeah, it's going to be the same layout every week. We're going to say the same thing. The Falcons can't run the football. They're going to have to throw. Matt Ryan knows that Julio is going to see coverage tilted his way, so Ridley should have opportunities to make some plays. His touchdown last week was actually a pretty heady play. It looked like a the play broke down. Ryan rolled out of the pocket. Ridley was smart enough to run toward the end zone. His the cornerback on him didn't realize it, so he was wide open, and Ryan hit him for the touchdown. Austin Hooper's in my FanDuel lineup. He's top three in PP in non PPR. He's top four in PPR. He's got the best matchup there can be. I mean, I, I I hate to say this, but it's it's unlikely that Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu, Calvin Ridley, and Austin Hooper are all good. Somebody's probably going to disappoint you. It's going to be the case every week, but this week you're starting them. Arizona, they can't cover anyone. Um, that's 
that's pretty obvious. Maybe that'll change next week when Peterson's back, but so be it. Now the running backs in this game. Uh, what would you? I don't think we can quite start Edo Smith yet, but stash him. And whoever's right. starting for the Cardinals is going to be a must-start guy. What yep. about Devontae Freeman? It's kind of the same thing every week. You know, he's a number two running back. Uh, he's getting it done PPR catching the ball. He right. He's getting it done catching the football, which is good on Dirk Cutter and the Falcons for using him that way because they know he can't run very well between the tackles. Devontae or Freeman. Or win the edge. He's slow to the edge. Devontae Freeman or Larry Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. I'll take my chances with Larry. Figured that much. Devontae Freeman or Calvin Ridley? Uh, Freeman. I'll take... I, I will take Freeman. San Fran at the Rams. Stat of the game. No running back has scored a touchdown against the Rams this season. Oh, no, against the Niners. Pardon me. No running back has scored a touchdown against the Niners. Will that streak end this week? Yes. Um, I'm not so sure it will. By the way, Golden Tate was the first player to catch a touchdown against the Patriots. So that streak ended. Jimmy Garoppolo, you guys have outside the top 12, but inside the top 17, so we'll call him an okay streamer. The, I mean, it's interesting, guys. The Rams have, have allowed four touchdown passes and 37 fantasy points to two straight quarterbacks, Winston and Wilson. And I guess the question is, like, which Rams defense is going to show up? The one that was so good for 10 straight games or the one that's been so bad two straight games? I, I think it could hinge on Aqib Tlaib's health. If he ends up not playing, that would obviously help Jimmy Garoppolo. And then another factor that I think might end up helping Garoppolo in terms of volume is the fact that his offensive line is so beat up. Kyle Shanahan's clever. I don't think he's going to try and, and run the ball 35 times, unless it works out for him. But at least early on, I think he's going to try and get the passing game going. A lot of quick throws, both to the running backs and to his group of after-catch receivers that he has. The, the one thing I could see like volume the, going for Garoppolo. The, the thing that is sort of negated for the 49ers a little bit is while their tackles are out, the edge rushers for the Rams is their weakness because, you know, Dante Fowler is okay. But oh, yeah, no Matthews the, for the Rams. The the edge rushers are just not the, the key to this defense. And so if they're going to try and, you know, sort of compensate for the tackles not being there, it's it's maybe, you know, try and run up the gut, which is, you know, you, you got to just move Aaron Donald out of the way, which is easier said than done. But that's really the, the key to that run defense. And so they're not the biggest group on that side of the ball. The problem is, though, without Juszczyk in there, is are they going to have the same success with the zone blocking and, and you know following the fullback? So it's it's a really interesting game from the line standpoint. You know, is the 49ers line going to hold up? Is the Rams line going to be able to you know get not only pressure on Garoppolo but also stop the run? What the heck am I doing with Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida? I think they're okay starts if you're if you're thin at running back. I like Coleman better because he works more in the red zone and at the goal line. Yeah, agreed. I I think the one's going to disappoint you, and it's not going to be what we saw last week, and it's not going to be the same success that they've had because I do think the loss of you checking the tackles is going to come into play here. So it's just a matter of which one has the chance to find the end zone. I'm with Dave. I would I would lean toward Coleman. The one thing is 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 Breida going to continue to be the one working on passing downs? Because that would sort of hurt both of them if they don't score. It was actually Mostert working on passing downs last week. He had 15 third-down snaps. I think the other guys combined for like two. And I don't know if Tevin had any. But again, if 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 Kyle Shanahan is smart, he's going to use these guys in the passing game. He's going to avoid the offensive line. He's going to avoid Aaron Donald. And he's going to attack the edges and throw to them. They can all catch. I wouldn't be surprised if every single... 49ers running back that's active has at least three receptions. 
I have two leagues in which I have both Ronald Jones and Tevin Coleman, and it's actually a tough call for me because I think Jones has a probably a better match. I think it's similar. Who would you guys go with? I think you're going to say Coleman. Right? I'd go with Coleman. Yeah. I hate the use check injury, but yeah. I'm, Coleman, I'm probably leaning Coleman. Coleman or Ronald Jones? Oh, Coleman. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I'm leaning as well. Uh, if you were going to take a gamble on a San Francisco wide receiver, who would it be? Hold on, let me get my blindfold and then some darts. Okay. That's the sound of a dart throwing. Nice. Not bad. Debo Samuel. Okay. I'll take Goodwin still. The Rams did not it's allow funny a touchdown. That of us are taking Pettis, though. I won't either. The Rams did not allow a touchdown to a wide receiver in any of their first three games, but in their last two games, three touchdowns to Tampa Bay wide receivers, three touchdowns to Seattle wide receivers. Start George Kittle. Starter sit Jared Goff. I'm okay starting him. Yeah, low and starter. It certainly helps if uh, if Cooks is back. Uh, and then Gurley and Malcolm. I mean, are you going to basically rank Malcolm Brown similarly to Todd Gurley? Not rack him where? Like, like the where same you as Gurley? Gurley? No, 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 no. I think I, I mean, Gurley's been so bad, like running the ball that I'm just. Brown's actually looked a little better. Yeah, very limited. He only, see, yeah, Malcolm I mean, Brown. Really seen him the last three weeks. Malcolm Brown only has 19 catches in 45 games. You do have to factor that in. Then maybe Daryl Henderson gets the catches if maybe, Gurley's out. But I, I don't know how much they trust Henderson. Yeah, no, we don't know. Uh, the Niners allow the fewest fantasy points to running backs, 3.8 yards per carry to running backs. Um, Nick Chubb could have had a good game. He averaged 5.4 yards per carry. Ronald Jones, 5.8 yards per carry. They're not, they're not impenetrable, but this is their strength. And then the Rams wide receivers, Cooper Cup is just on a heater. Four straight games with 100 yards. Nine or more targets in every game. Who do you like better, though, Brandon Cooks or Robert Woods? I don't have Cooks ranked right now because of the concussion. I would, oh. probably, I would probably lean on Cooks. Uh, I go Cooks and non-PPR, Woods and PPR. Oh, Gerald Everett. He's top 10. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's, but he's it about eight, seven or eight. Downgrade of Cook's place. He, he's still, I'm still, I'm still going to have him top 10. Um, depends. Close to it. He's playing too much. He's getting too many targets. He's but a tight again, end. That's, that's, there just aren't a lot of those it's just, guys. It's, the targets are misleading. Because the volume's been yeah. so up. Yeah. That's fine. Even if, if Goff is throwing it 40 times... Sure, I would imagine sure. five or six targets for Gerald. Yeah, yeah. Everett. no, but it's it's just you know the the it's not like this is all of a sudden we're featuring Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett had uh, ninety yards before the Cooks injury. He had finished with one hundred and thirty six yards at Seattle, and, and Goff his playing has, time had been up for a month. Goff, his arm is going to fall off. He's been throwing the ball so much, but but we like that for the receivers. Uh, all right, so they never um, lost three straight games in the McVeigh. Interesting, Everett or uh, Jimmy Graham? Graham Everett. Oh. Uh, Jared Goff or Aaron Rodgers or Matthew Stafford? Goff. Uh, Goff. Doesn't matter if Cooks plays. Yeah, at this point, I'm going to assume Cooks is playing. So right now, I have Rodgers ranked ahead of Goff as we're sitting here, but I'm going to switch that. Okay, well, you want to guess which game is next? Packers. Yeah, Detroit at Green Bay, Monday night. Uh, Stat of the game, the... Lions allow the fourth most fantasy points to running backs, but it's mostly because they they give up a lot of receiving yards to running backs. They're still okay on the ground. What do you think about Aaron Jones coming off a four touchdown performance? Now Jamal Williams comes back. Um, he got a lot of work in the passing game the last two games without Jamal Williams there. 
So, you know, is he is he a top 10 running back this week, Aaron Jones? Yeah, I, I think you just got to go with the hope that Matt LaFleur saw Aaron Jones just dominate and carry their team without Devontae Adams playing against a very good opponent on the road and say, this is my guy until further notice. It doesn't mean that Jamal Williams won't see work, but he just won't see nearly as much. So, Kenny, uh, it's not Kenny Galli, but carry on Johnson. He's behind Aaron Jones. Is he ahead of the Chargers guys? Not Eckler and PPR. So we like him. We like on this week. Yeah, top twelve running back. Cool. Um, all right, this Jamal, is going to be an interesting game. You know, you, will the sorry will ahead. the Packers how they fixed their run defense last week? Will that carry over? Do you think Jamal Williams gets ten touches? So if you're in bye week hell or something like that, maybe you take no. a flyer on him. Yeah, I'd say ten touches is about the ceiling. Uh, I will take the under. Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. What do you think? I mean, Galladay's a must-start until proven otherwise, and Jones is a number three receiver. Jones or Evans? That works for me. Do you hear me? Jones or Evans? Um, Evans. I guess Evans. I don't know if we were uh, while you were fixing your audio issues. Uh, Jameis Winston has given the the now squeaky wheel treatment to Mike Evans. Yeah, let's see. I just man, they they really covered what did it he well, say? Carolina. For us to win, Mike Evans has to get the ball. So it could be a situation of forcing him forcing the ball. Targets, yeah. Hey, Mike, go get the ball. Give it to me and get the hell off the field. Something like that. Like he's the ball boy. I don't think it's going to be like that. <laughs> uh, Ace T- or colon. Mike Evans, ball boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, TJ Hawkinson. Where would you rank him if he plays compared to Gerald Everett and Jimmy Graham? He's behind those guys. He's a touchdown or bust fantasy tight end. You're hoping that he can come down in the end zone. I don't Hawkinson? think he's going to get a lot of targets. Hawkinson? Yeah, is that what he said? Yep. Hawk. Is he asking? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Who's he, Who's he asking about? Hawkinson. EJ Hawkinson. Yes, yeah, so I asked you. Yeah. I can hear him say it because I can't hear his audio very well. Um, <laughs> Hawkinson. Hawkinson has got two good games and two crappy games. So, team name Tuesday and Friday. Hawkinson Alugi. Hawkinson Alugi. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. A breakdown Aaron Rodgers versus Matthew Stafford. I think they're ranked fairly similarly, right? I like Stafford's pass catchers better. I think he'll eventually have to throw. He's got, they both have a great track record against each other. I think Stafford's track record is pretty damn good. He's had at least two touchdowns in nine straight against Green Bay. He's had over 250 yards in five of his last six against Green Bay. And the Packers' pass defense has allowed 25 fantasy points to each of the last two quarterbacks that they faced. So I think the ceiling is higher for Stafford than it is for Rodgers. I like Rodgers at home, though. I just feel like this is going to be one of those games where he, puts on a show mm-hmm. he has only put on a show once this year i know like they've only had two home games, they're, they're, right? he's really buying or into no, running the ball a little more yeah yeah i, I mean I, if if Devonte adams were playing you know it'd be great that was the one time he put on a show and Devonte adams had like 170 yards or whatever yeah, yeah. no i get it it's a it's just a gut feeling now if uh, marcos valdez scantling is banged up so take that into account obviously if he doesn't have him then it's hands off I sort of felt like Aaron Rodgers could have had a big game last week, but he just decided to hand the ball off to, to Aaron Jones. Like, he played really well. Right. I, just, I think know. that's telling. Sure. Uh, all right. So, But but the, he's 10th, uh, 12th for Dave, 10th for Jamie. Stafford is right around the same range. Jamie's got Stafford 13th, Dave has him 11th, and Heath has these two back-to-back. They're they're all around. They're both around 10th to 12th, something like that. They're they're fine. Uh, and then Geronimo Allison and Marquez Valdez-Scantling, not in that order. They are... Number three guys, you could flex them. Jimmy Graham is in that Gerald Everett range. He's, you know, he's about 10th, 9th or 10th. 
Uh, he had he had three targets at Dallas, three catches for 41 yards, but he had nine targets the game before. And the Packers DST is in play. Eighth for Jamie, 14th for Dave, 13th for Heath. Last game is Philadelphia at Minnesota. And no running back has rushed for more than 44 yards against the Eagles. Is that streak coming to end? Yes. Okay. 44 yards, I think Dalvin Cook can get you more than that. Can you imagine the pain if he didn't? Well, hopefully he does a lot. Well, he, ha- he had a bad game rushing the ball against the Bears, and he still ended up with a good fantasy game. Yep. Uh, he's good. He's awesome. And I'm not playing Cook or McCaffrey in DFS this week, so I just want to throw that out there. Well, Car- you can't use McCaffrey on the main slate. Uh, true, true. And Cook, yeah, I mean, you could make the case for him still because he'll a, be so low. It's a low bad owned. week for running backs in DFS. It's going to be a lot of Malcolm Brown and Chase Edmonds if if that comes to it. Yeah, well, oh, for sure. Yep. So in or this David game, plays. right now he's one of the more popular plays. You know, we're trying to get away from basically all the Eagles except for Ertz. But Dave, do you really have Wentz ninth? Yeah, I think it's too high. I do too. <laughs> because I'm I'm really not into Alshon Jeffrey. I I I love Wentz as a quarterback. So I'm probably putting him there because I think that he can just make. You know, some, yeah, the Packers some amazing throws and have a game like he did against the Packers. But I, I I can't trust Alshon Jeffrey in my fantasy lineup unless I have to. There's no other wide receiver on the Eagles that I would trust. I can't say with confidence that Dallas Goddard is going to score again. And I can't say that Zach Ertz is going to have three touchdowns. So I've, I've, I have Ertz irrationally high, and that's probably going to change. Wentz or Ertz? Wentz, you said Wentz Ertz. Ertz? To, you said Ertz irrationally high. Did you mean Wentz? I have Wentz irrationally high. I'm yeah. sorry if I said Ertz. If you think that Carson Wentz is back to being his MVP-ish form in 2017, he had six matchups against teams that were among the 10 best against quarterbacks, and he averaged 26 points per game. He he was sort of matchup-proof that season. Um, but, look, Minnesota has just such a track record of guys going into their building. Going into this year, two quarterbacks in the last 17 scored 20 or more fantasy points at Minnesota. Uh, it's just that yeah, sure. the odds are game. against Wentz. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on then, Cousins. Any interest in him against an Eagles pass defense that's not nearly as good as their run defense? This is typically a spot where he wilts, though. Yep, it's a good team that he's playing. <laughs> yeah. You might try him if if you like to set a lot of DFS tournament lineups. Like if you, if you want to do the big contest on FanDuel, and you want to set a bunch of lineups, you could sprinkle him in a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. And Thielen yeah. and Diggs, uh, we mentioned them. Thielen's a start. Diggs is a flex. Uh, Philadelphia allows the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers, and at least one receiver has had 100 yards in four or five games they've played. I just wanted to say this about Thielen. He has had um, five to eight targets in four or five games, and he's averaging 62 yards per game on six targets per game. It's just like, and last year he had uh, less than eight targets in six games and he averaged 55 yards per game. He just can't, he just doesn't get enough targets, you know? Um, I don't know. It's just capping the ceiling for both those guys. That's the problem. And, and, you know, what we've seen is that they also, you know, spreading the ball around to just so many different guys. Now, last week was a little bit more consolidated, but, you know, that's the hope is that, you know, just, just like if I'm Kirk Cousins and and Stefanski and, and Kubiak and all the coaches there, I would just say, if you're if we're throwing the ball 25 times, because I think that's probably about what the average is for them. It's going to be more than that. It might not be. This, 
based on the Eagles, it, it oh, you said it's going to be. Yeah, this week. Yeah. Okay, so let's say it's twenty-seven. It's, you know, I I would say the cap is thirty, just given what we've seen from them. I don't think so because I because they threw thirty-six times against the Bears. Yeah, I'm thinking it's over thirty. But that okay. So w- what I would say is I'm circling eight and eight on on Thielen and Diggs, and that's the minimum targets. And then I'll get Dalvin. Ooh, his, I'd want to start Diggs if that was his five case. or six. And but that's just not the case. That's not what they're doing. Like I, I if I'm Kirk Cousins, I'm getting eight throws to Diggs, and I'm getting eight throws to Thielen. And I'll figure out the rest. Okay. Yeah, and Thielen had eight targets last week. I, I got to go, though. 130 go targets, 130 yards and two touchdowns. We got to go. Um, Jamie's out. Dave's out. I'm out. Uh, we'll talk to you on the Mailbag Show and Sunday night. Dave, na 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 Adam, if you want to keep going, I'm here. Nah, we're good, man. That's our last game. Uh, I'll just say that Minnesota's DST is top 10 and Philadelphia's is top 13. na 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 Bye. Yes, Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. 